Welcome back to another episode of GEMS Podcast with Genesis Amaris Kemp, where the core pillars are to educate, inspire, and motivate. Sit back, relax, and enjoy this segment. for tuning back into another segment here on GEMS Podcast. With me in the hot seat is Josh Womack. And here's a bit about Josh, y'all. So Josh Womack is a senior copywriter in Northeast Ohio. His background ranging from stand-up comedy to speech writing to, yes, a very brief stint in professional wrestling has led him to this moment. His new book, I'm not a copywriter, but lessons learned from a late bloomer draws on his experiences in each facet and how today he's a better copywriter for it. So today, Josh and I are going to spend some time talking about copywriting and creative writing. So without further ado, please welcome Josh Womack to GEMS Podcast. Hey, Genesis, how are you? It's great to be with you. I am doing well, and thank you so much, Josh, for coming in and sharing your expertise and knowledge with the community. Oh, I'm happy to. I'm, I'm happy to, anytime, you know, there's a chance to talk about writing or creative writing or copywriting, um, I'm, I'm, I'm always down to have a great conversation. So before we jump into the segment on copywriting and creative writing, I definitely want to get to connect on a personal level so the audience gets to know you a little bit better as well. So there's two options. We could break the ice or we could play a rapid fire 10 question game. Which would you like? Wow. I'll tell you what, let's go rapid fire. Woo. Okay. These are quick, quick questions. So here we go. Number one, dream car uh ford f-150 number two if you could have any superpower in the world what would it be mind reading number three what charity are you donating to if you won the lottery uh that would be the city mission here in cleveland ohio four dream vacation ireland five Craziest thing you've ever done in your life? Uh, I'm going to go back to the intro that you had there, and I'll say uh, the brief stint in pro wrestling. (laughs) Six, if you could recreate any significant moment in your life, what would it be? Um, I would say the weekend that I met my wife. Awesome. Okay, so follow-up question. So seven, why would you create that? Recreate it. Well, you know, it was a moment that that happened so quickly, but it's one of those moments that you you like to hang on to um, and just kind of experience one more time. Um, but now, as I say that out loud, maybe it's the memory that makes it, you know, so sweet. So maybe now that I talk through it, maybe I don't want to recreate it. Maybe I should just leave it where it is. <laughs> <laughs> Eight favorite food. Uh, lasagna. Nine. What is your favorite movie, quote, or book? Wow. Uh, I'm going to go, I'm going to go with book and I'm going to say The War of Art by Stephen Pressfield. And really that book 
was really what inspired me to kind of take the chance and to, you know, to write a book of my own. Amazing. And 10, our pass or play question. If you play, I ask one last question. If you pass, our roles get reversed and I ask you one question. Oh no, and you get to ask me one question. So do you want to pass or play? So if I pass, I get to ask you a question? Yes. Okay, I'm going to ask you a question then. Okay, what's your question? All right, my question is, you said, are you, did you say you were pregnant? Yeah. Okay, okay, what's, um, what in your mind is the scariest part about motherhood or upcoming motherhood? (laughs) I guess the labor and delivery, because every woman's um, experience is different. So some people have amazing stories and other people have not so amazing stories. So I'm just a optimist. So I'm going to go with, I'm going to have a quick, safe and fast delivery. (laughs) I love it. My, the reason why I asked that is my wife is a doula. Um, So she, uh, she works a lot with um, expecting mothers, a lot of like postpartum things like that. So it's, it's just always interesting to hear that. Super cool. Yes. Um, I respect doulas. I know some of them can be very pricey and not all insurances cover them. So I've been like on the teeter totter fence if I want to get a doula or not. But my husband keeps saying, we're going to have a fast, fast and easy delivery. So I don't think you're going to need one. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) I like his confidence. Amazing. And thank you so much for playing Rapid Fire with Genesis. So let's jump into our segment, copywriting and creative writing. And this is right up my alley. I don't know much about copywriting, so I'll be in for a treat. But creative writing, that is definitely my jam and my beat. So let's paint us a picture of what led you down this path, Josh. Sure. Um, You know, I would say you know, one of the things I did in many, many moons ago in my previous life was I, I did stand up comedy for about seven or eight years. And um, I'm not going to say I was a, a very good stand up comedian, but I, I did learn how to write creatively. And I learned how to write jokes, how to write setups to jokes, um, how to, you know, craft kind of short stories. And I always say that stand up is, is much like short stories with surprise endings. So that kind of gave me the basis of just creative writing in general. And then after stand-up, I did a lot of speech writing um, and that got me doing creative writing for other people, not just myself. So it was about capturing other people's voice and their tone and their ability to tell a story. And then uh, speech writing just kind of serendipitously landed me into copywriting. And I've been doing that for uh, about seven years now. And I, I, I always describe copywriting as kind of like creative writing with guardrails, if that makes sense. So it, what's nice about it is, you know, it's kind of like focused creative writing. Um, there's, a great, there's a great quote from a book called uh, Hey Whipple, Squeeze This, which is sort of like the copywriting Bible, so to speak. And um, it says that copywriting or advertising isn't Wall Street, but it's not Sesame Street. It's kind of somewhere in the middle. And that's, that's always what I come back to. Oh, nice. I've never heard it's like um, with guardrails and then the not Wall Street, but not Sesame Street. I, those are polar opposites. So then it's like the sweet spot in a sense. So 
for like, let's talk about those who self-publish because I feel like people who are going down the self-publishing route versus the publishing house route, sometimes they may feel a little afraid about the copywriting, copywriting infringements and et cetera. So can you give maybe five tips to help them overcome that or where they could go look for resources to really be competent? Because sometimes copywriting can be very tricky and you definitely don't want to get yourself in a legal wormhole. Sure, sure. So the copywriting that I do, and don't feel bad because this misconception happens all the time, but the copywriting that I do is more for advertising writing. So, so the copywriting, and believe me, I, when I first started this job, everyone asked me the same question. They're like, they're like, so you write all that little language with the little C with the circle around it, you know? And I said, not quite. So the, a lot of the writing that I do is for emails, direct mail, um, social media, stuff like that. So it's, it's kind of like writing for advertising, if that makes sense. Um, so I would say, you know, in terms of tips for copywriting, the one that I do, um, you know, it, it's great if you're a creative person, you know, to begin with. Um, if you're a fan of advertising, if you like watching the Super Bowl and watching the commercials in the Super Bowl and maybe not so much the game, then you're probably a fan of copywriting. But it's been a, a super rewarding career. And um, yeah, it's, I don't know, it is kind of that sweet spot. Like I said, not quite Wall Street, not quite Sesame Street, but kind of right in the middle. Oh, and thank you for breaking that down because I honestly thought it was the copywriting with the C in the circle. So then with advertising and media and all of that, what are some things that we need to be mindful when thinking about copywriting in that aspect? Because I had no idea that there was a, a difference there. So this is definitely educational. And I feel like creative writers, they need to protect their intellectual property if they're going going down that path. Because let's, let's be honest, social media is banging right now. And everyone's saying, oh, you got to get on social media. You got to do this. You got to do that. But sometimes people are a little reluctant about doing that because they don't want someone to rip off their work. Yeah, that's, you know, that's a tricky question because there's so many platforms now for any type of writer to kind of put their work out. I mean, whether it's in a tweet, whether it's in a LinkedIn post, whether it's on Instagram, you know, you could have your own medium blog. Um, there's just, there's just so many routes to go. Um, but I would say if you, if you would want to get into a field like copywriting and maybe, you know, maybe you didn't go to college and, and you didn't get, um, you know, a four-year degree in creative writing, or maybe you didn't go to an ad school, so to speak. That, that, does, that doesn't necessarily mean you can't be a copywriter. Um, I, I didn't know what a copywriter was until I was 31. Um, so it, it came to me a little bit later in life, but with that being said, I had all that experience of speech writing and stand-up writing. So I had all these other different types of writing so I had kind of like a good, a good nucleus, I guess you could say. And then it was just, it was up to me to figure out how to apply that to copywriting, if that makes sense. Yeah, that definitely makes sense. So you kind of had a foundation, but then as you were going throughout your career, you learn more and you build upon that foundation. And now you're helping other people do the same, right? Did I, would you say I summarized that correctly? Yeah, yeah. And I think, you know, I think one of the reasons why I, I'm, I'm writing this book right now is because 
there were certain obstacles and challenges that I went through, you know, the first three or four years of my career um, that were very big eye openers and, and they were very, um, they were very tough lessons to learn. So the reason why I, I'm writing, I'm not a copywriter, but is because I want to give junior copywriters, people who are just coming into the ad world, just a little, a little preview, uh, a little kind of taste of things they can expect, um, maybe certain career challenges that they might face. Um, so it's kind of the, it's kind of the book I wish I would have had when I started out. Okay. And I'm so glad that you're putting it in the book because you're sharing your knowledge so you could help somebody else get ahead of the curve. So you mentioned challenges and I want to spend a little time learning and talking about the challenges that you face because sometimes people don't realize that there are a lot of successful people out there, but they went through challenges just like you and I. And we need to talk about that because those challenges were very much the learning curve that helped us perfect and progress our craft. So what are some of the challenges that you face that you wish that you would have had insight in early on? Yeah, I think, you know, especially when you're in a, a creative field, I think just when you get maybe feedback that isn't to your liking, um, that's, that can be a very tough pill to swallow. Um, because something like advertising, it can be very subjective. You know, it can, you know, two people can like something and then two other people can think it's not the right message at all. Um, so it took a long time for me to understand that, you know, feedback is just something that happens on a day-to-day -day basis when you're in the advertising industry. It's not just something that happens once a quarter or once a year during, you know, your performance evaluation. Um, it's something that it's something that is constant. And um, I remember being in, in meetings, you know, when I first started out and, you know, everyone in the room in these meetings is literally paid to poke holes in your stuff. So, you know, I mean, it's their job to kind of go at it with the red pen. Um, and I didn't realize that to probably four or five years into my career that, it's their job to make sure that what we're putting out there as a brand makes sense. Um, so that was, yeah, that was something that, that took a while to comprehend, but um, I know today I'm, I'm better off for it. So feedback, feedback is a gift is what I like to tell people because whatever applies, you take it and you build upon it. Whatever does not apply, just put it in your back pocket or your safety box for when you need it. But yes, sometimes people can have a hard time stomaching and swallowing that feedback, but just see it as constructive criticism so it can help you really own in on your craft. So for somebody saying, okay, Josh, I heard all this amazing things that you're saying about copyright, but what do I need to do to protect my intellectual property? Is it right for me to hire a copywriter or can I do it myself? What would you say? And feel free to um, reframe the question if it makes it easier to answer. Yeah, I would say, you know, I know earlier you talked about kind of like the self-publishing route um, and, and I'll kind of speak to, you know, new authors like myself who, who go down that road. Um, you know, I think I have, a, I have a couple friends, it's funny, who are writing books at the same time and, and both of them have gone down the self-publishing route. Um, I'm, I'm using a traditional book publisher, but I, I think there's pros and cons to both. Um, 
you know, obviously something like self-publishing is less expensive. Um, and, you know, there's a little more to figure out on the back end um, in terms of, you know, just kind of how to load your, your document up, how to turn your, your Google Doc into an actual book. Um, but you do, you do retain a lot of control over the content that you have. Um, for me, Genesis, I get, I get a little impatient. So for, for me, writing the book was enough. That's why I wanted to just go through a traditional, a traditional publisher. Um, but there's no, there's no right or wrong way to do it, you know? And I would say, you know, for myself, if I write another book, maybe, maybe I would self-publish it. Um, it's, it's just a constant learning curve. And as long as I'm learning something, hopefully, hopefully I'm on the right track. Absolutely. And I always tell people, just evaluate the pros and the cons and do what's best for you. Yes, if you do self-publishing, you get to keep more of the money. You have to pay out quite a bit up front versus going through a publishing house. And sometimes with the publishing house, people go that route because they want more exposure. But then there's royalty splits that you have to deal with. There's other um, monetary things that you have to factor in. Like you don't necessarily get all the proceeds from your book sales. They may not necessarily promote your book as much as you promote it, but yet they're getting a nice chunk of the pie. So there's so many things to consider. Um, for my first book, I definitely went through a publishing house and knowing what I know now and having some other author friends of mine who went self-publishing route, I'm starting to see the difference. So I may go self-publishing the next go around, but I definitely want to actually do my research and due diligence when it comes to copywriting, finding the right graphic designer for the cover of my book because I'm very <laughs> meticulous on how I want certain things to look. And I think that's also um, important to factor in. So can we bust some myths here, Josh, between copywriting and creative writing? Because even though they may um, go hand in hand, there is a big difference. So let's start with the definite, the, de uh, the, defini the definitions of copywriting and creative writing, because I don't want people to get confused. And I want you to start busting some myths that you've seen in your work field, if that's cool with you. Yeah, of course. Okay. Of course. I would say, you know, I would say copywriting is, is writing for advertising. So for copywriting, you're writing for a specific brand. So think about, think about your Gmail and think about your inbox and all the emails that you get. And, you know, and think about my mind always goes to re retailers like Banana Republic, Gap, American Eagle. And, you know, they'll always have something you know, in the subject line that says, you know, 50% off holiday sale, you know, don't let these deals pass you by. That work is all done by copywriters. So basically those retailers will either hire an ad agency to help them write those emails and those communications, or that retailer will have their own in-house agency of copywriters to help craft that message. Um, so like I said in the beginning, copywriting is, is like creative writing, just with more guardrails. Um, I think I think creative writing can be almost whatever you want it to be. It can be it can be a short story. Um, it can be a blog post. Um, I, I wrote blog articles for a very long time, and, and what I loved about blog articles was, you know, there was no specific right way to do it. It could be 500 words. It could be 2,000 words. And, you know, it was something that 
didn't necessarily have to go through an editor. Um, so you could, you know, you could have an idea, you could write it in the morning, and then you could publish it later on in the afternoon, you know, in a place like, you know, even if it was on Medium or, um, you know, another platform like that. So I think creative writing is something, you know, you can definitely kind of get out there in the world. Um, but why I like copywriting is it kind of, it kind of zeroes me in a little bit, if that makes sense. So it gives me, it gives me something to kind of, um, to focus in on like my creative energy, if that makes sense. That definitely makes sense. And um, I'm going to start with creative writing and work backwards. So with creative writing, I, it makes me think about high school, like writing without a prompt, releasing your inner creativity and just writing with your heart, being a heart center and putting out content there. So there's no structure, there's no rhyme or reason. And you're writing it from a place where you're like, okay, I want to make an imprint, but then I also want this imprint to drive an impact. And you're having fun doing it because there's there's no strings attached. It's not stringent. You're just having fun with it. And that's what makes it creative writing because it's your creativity and you're writing as a way of therapy, therapy or therapy. Or some people say, oh, writing is therapeutic. Writing is a way to liberate and free myself. And then copywriting is like, making sure you dot all the I's and cross all the T's, making sure it's compliance, following the rules and et cetera. So it's very, the stringent process of it. Exactly. Yeah. It's um, copywriting, especially, you know, if, if you're doing it for, you know, a big, a big name brand or a retailer, there's a lot of eyeballs that have to see it before, you know, it actually kind of goes out into the world. Um, but like you were saying, it was funny. I like how you said, like, you know, you think back to high school um, and kind of those creative writing prompts. Um, because, you know, I think, I mean, if I could go back, like one of the things that I wish I would have done earlier, and I guess I could still do it, but I wish I would have done earlier was, um, you know, write like the idea for like a movie or like a screenplay. Because I always thought that would be a cool idea. And I read a book, um, uh, a while ago by Brian Grazer. He's a, he's a movie producer. And one of the pieces of, pieces of advice that he got was, you know, if you can write a movie or a screenplay, that's something, that's an idea that you own. That's an idea that you can bring to people. Um, so if there's any advice for aspiring writers out there is, uh, you know, if you can write, you know, something for TV or, you know, something for movies, I, I think that's, I think that's a great way to go. It's going to be hard but I think it could be very rewarding at the same, at the same token. That would be super cool because then just to see what you wrote turn into like a movie, a play or something, and you're like, oh, wow. Like I had no idea. And kind of like books, like authors, a lot of times, like after some years go by, you'll find out that there are different production companies that will pitch authors to turn their books into movies. And yep. I think that's pretty cool. But then that's also another thing you have to be mindful of because there's some copywriting um, aspects that go into that because whenever you're converting from a book to a movie, there may be some aspects that they want to change. And based on how you have your book, do you want it to be exactly the same or are you okay with the changes? Because those changes could also affect the story. Oh, definitely, definitely. And yeah, that's... You know, the story that I always go back to is, 
you know, there's kind of the old Hollywood myth that um, Sylvester Stallone wrote the Rocky movie in three days. So he watched a fight with Muhammad Ali and Chuck Wepner um, that ironically took place in Ohio, where I live. And he was just so inspired by it that he wrote the screenplay to Rocky in three days. And, you know, the rest is kind of history. So I know it doesn't happen like that for everybody. Um, but I, I will I will say, you know, if inspiration strikes you, you know, don't let it leave. Like, even if you just do voice to text in your phone or you're, you send yourself a text message, try not to let that idea go in one ear and out the other. Try to capture it so that way you can come back to it and say, okay, is, is there anything here that I can, you know, expand upon? That's a really good tip. And I'm just going to share a little bit of my story when I wrote my first book. I wrote the entire thing on my cell phone. I did not have a laptop outside of my company's laptop. I was working yep. in oil and gas at the time and I did not want to put my intellectual property on <laughs> their system. And it was so funny whenever I went to get ready to submit it to the publishing house, she's like, I know you don't think that you're going to try to submit it via this notes app. And I was like, well, I don't have like a laptop or anything that I can use. So it was really funny. My husband actually went out and bought me a laptop and I was just set on a Mac because I was just so tired of having PCs that would give you the blue screen. So I was like, I need yep. something that's lasting. And then I transferred everything over. So I tell people where there's a where there's a will, there is a way. And there's so many ways to put your literary um, work out there, whether you're using Josh's method where you're speaking to text or writing it down in an old school journal or using a computer or your cell phone because our cell phones are like a powerful computer these days. So I definitely wanted to share that. Anything you want to add, Josh? No, I think that's great. I mean, I think that's for you know, for you, I mean, you know, writing that whole thing, you know, pretty much in your phone, you know, it's, I would say, you know, it was good of you to at least capture all that, you know, and then when you got to the point where you needed a laptop, you figured out a way, you know, to get a laptop, but, but the fact that you just kind of kept at it, you know, kind of texting, you know, on your phone, that's, yeah, I mean, that's, like you said, it's, it's a super computer in our back pocket. So, you know, use it for all it's worth. Absolutely. And now let's jump into the call to action part of the segment. So Josh, what is your call to action for our audience once they hear the chat about copywriting and creative writing? Yeah, sure. I would say, you know, I mean, feel free, you know, I would say feel free to reach out to me if any of your listeners, Genesis, have, you know, questions on creative writing um, or copywriting. Um, you know, they can always, you know, hit me on Twitter. It's just at Joshua Womack 82. Um, it's the same thing on Instagram. And yeah, like I said, this, uh, this book that I'm writing should be out probably late May, early June. Um, again, it's called I'm Not a Copywriter, but Lessons Learned from a Late Bloomer, and that'll be available on Amazon. So um, be on the lookout for that. But even if there's, even if you don't want to buy the book, and I don't, I don't blame you if you don't, even if you just want to even if you just want to chat, um, you know, be happy to talk about writing or, or anything else. And Josh, do you have a website to complement um, your Twitter and your Instagram? Yeah, it's just uh, my name, joshwomack.net. Amazing. And Womack, y'all, is spelled W as woman, O as in open, M as in Mary, A as in Apple, C as in Charlie, and K as in 
kangaroo. So, whoa, Mac. And thank you so much, Josh, for coming on here and sharing your expertise and knowledge with the copywriting space in ads, <laughs> ad and marketing, <laughs> and then really telling us about creative writing. All of your contact information will be in the show notes. Audience, I will definitely challenge you to share this segment with someone else or go learn something new about copywriting that you didn't know before because knowledge is power. And if you're learning, you will keep growing. But if you're not learning, you're just wasting time. So make sure you subscribe and share this segment. We're on 40 plus platforms. You can see the video component at YouTube by typing in at gems with Genesis and Mars Camp. All videos are there. And lastly, but not least, I want to thank each one of you for tuning in on a regular basis to support the mission of GEMS, which is to bring educational topics, inspiration, and motivation while we bridge the gap for diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging. And because of you, we are now ranked in the top 3% globally out of 2.8 million podcasts for www.listennotes.com. So until next time, peace, love, and lots of blessings. Have yourself an amazing one. Thank you for listening to another segment of GEMS Podcast. Hope you enjoyed this recording. Make sure you like, comment, share, and subscribe to GEMS Podcast on your audio platform, as well as our YouTube channel, GEMS with Genesis Mars Kemp. We would love for you to be a sponsor so please reach out via email at gems, G-E-M-S, with W-I-T-H, Genesis, G-E-N-E-S-I-S, Amaris, A-M-A-R-I-S, Kemp, K-E-M-P, at gmail.com, where your brand, your swag, your services can be here on GEMS Podcasts.